What up, what up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your girl Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood the Podcast. Hey, is it me or was it hiding here? I got a new setup. Is it me or was it hiding here? You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. So It's your girl Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. <laughs> You're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood the Podcast. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. If you don't know, I'm going to let you know. So Hollywood the Podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring the. <coughs> God damn. Excuse me. I bl- <laughs> I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. Please forgive me. I have a little cough and no, it's not COVID. I'm going to pull my guests up here shortly. However, I like to do a mini recap, which is episode 63. I had Steely Too Legit. He is a Savannah, Georgia native. He also owns RBY Printing. He also ha- is the creator of Legit Apparel cre- uh, Creator Duh. And he has a new project by the name of This Ain't That. And that is his EP, uh, his his newest EP. You can follow him at S-T-E-E-L-E-Y underscore two, the number two L-E-G-I-T. Catch the latest episode on all of your favorite streaming platforms. And so Hollywood, the podcast Instagram page, go to www.allofhollywood.biz without I'm going to bring up my guest. Let me give him his flowers. <coughs> Excuse me. He is a Oakland resident. He is the CEO owner of Proud Papa's Clothing, CEO owner of Blunson Moore, which is also located in Oakland. Um, he is a father and a husband, and he, he you can also see him on the 85 South show, Forbes, USA Today. The list goes on and on. Oh, my gosh. is How are you doing today? And we, well, I, let me tell you, let me say the name first. My bad. It is, you can't say the first name without saying the last name, Tucky Blunt. How, <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm good. Hold on, just now and we back like a cat cool, cool, cool. on the, on the, I don't know I was going to have some bars for you but I ain't got it <laughs> sorry about 
all back, good. Guys. Um, yes. No, uh, it's all good. We had a little technical difficulties, you know. I had a, I got a new little setup now. If y'all can see, you know, the the fluorescent light, you know, coming in from the left hand side, and you know, background. So you know, uh, it's all good. But yes, let me introduce you once again because I have to give you, I have to give you your flowers once again. Um, you are an Oakland resident and native. You are the CEO owner of um, Proud Papa's Clothing. CEO owner of Blunts and More, which we'll talk about that. That's a dispensary out in Oakland. You are a husband, a father, and you've been seen on a lot of platforms thus far. 85 South, uh, and you're in Forbes, USA Today. You was on the Sway in the Morning, and the list goes on. But your name, we can't say the first name without saying the last name. Once again, it is Tucky Blunt. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This is episode 64. And um, yeah, as you guys know, uh, the, this platform was pretty much put together to bring people together with this thing called entertainment. And I saw you on another platform, well, Instagram, but through someone else, a mutual friend of ours, which is DJ Teflon. Mm-hmm. Shout out to DJ Teflon. Yep. And I said, um, I want to know a little bit more about this uh, business because in this industry in general, because um, that's something that I want to do as, you know, something else outside of my podcast. So I was like, well, I can do, I could kill two birds and one stone. I can have an interview with the dopest person in the, in the first black owned dispensary. Am I correct? On, uh, the equity. So go ahead. We're going on the equity side. Yeah. The first, the first black owned. Yeah. is somebody else. I'm the first social equity. Okay. There you go. And so I was just like, okay, well, you know, why, why not pick his brain a little bit and also get the side of it where entertainment um, kind of like combines with this whole industry, because I know it's getting popular. It's been popular underground, so right. to speak, but now it's getting more popular into the, the eye of, of everyone. So um, first of all, let's, let's get into the interview with this question. Cause I always ask this question to get it kicked off. Um, how did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Like what, what do you remember growing up and like your first entertainment moment? My first, I remember it distinctly. Um, I started listening to the radio when I was, or understanding that I was listening to the radio when I was very young. Mm-hmm. Um, earliest remembrance I can remember was about three years old. Um, we have a station still going out to this day in the barrier called KMEL. That was a station we listened to. Mm-hmm. And I just remember literally my first rap I wrote was about G.I. Joe's and it was based on me hearing the radio. So I'm like, as largely as I can remember talking, I remember music. So entertainment in general is just something I come up under. Were you, cause I know most of my guests, as I mentioned before, like they were growing up in the church. They had to like be in the choir. They had to play. They had some type of aspect of that in their life. Did that play any part in your life? Cause I know for me, you know, I, I had to grow up in a church as well, but growing up in a family of my mom listening to Barry White, Johnny Taylor, like the old school stuff while she cleaning up. So, but, but even before that, like my bro- older brother is a DJ. So I grew up in, in entertainment. So does that, right, like, right. Does, does that play a role in your life? Like, do you remember any of those memories? Like in your, in your, Oh household? yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, one side of my family went to church. The other side of my family went to something that we call class. Um, I say Yahweh, I call it creative Yahweh. So we go to a place called the Institute of divine metaphysical research. So I've seen it on both sides, but most of my entertainment just came from 
being at the parties with the grannies and the grandpas and moms, like you said, cooking and cleaning and they playing whatever jams they listening to. And we picking up on that. Like if you listen to my playlist, you might catch one new song on it. 95% right. of the stuff from the 60s, 70s, 80s. You know what I'm saying? Right. So same, same type of cloth, different coast. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So um, you said early in early age, like around what age did, did you find three. like three, three, three. Off top. Three. Like I literally, my mom, I wrote my first rap at three years old. Oh um, it started off, because uh, my mama taught me how to read and stuff by the time I was almost two and a half, three. And um, like I graduated high school early. I skipped a grade in elementary. I was a straight 4.0 nerd. So like I, I like I caught on early. Right. And the first line of my rap, I vaguely remember, but it says something about coming in fast out the ice and snow something, something, something with G.I. Joe. And my mama always would let me, like, she she had little snippets of, just little things she would keep. And she was like, you've always been around music. She got me on tape recording, yelling out the radio station, came yell. So it was like, it's just early as I can remember. I don't I don't remember being three, but I remember her telling me okay. that's the age I did A, B, and C. Okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. I was, I, I am an 80s baby, and I, too, grew up in the era where you had to catch that uh that top nine countdown and record it uh-huh. on a tape deck and be like oh i gotta call in a radio station like this is most of my memories that it came from i used to win a lot of things through the radio and so that was uh-huh. another thing that came into play and it's come everything is really coming full circle and for you I know this cannabis industry kind of came full circle to you as well because um, doing a little research, uh, you have about 25 years in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. And then your first, I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, uh, felony, no felony was dealing with the with cannabis. And so now you own your own cannabis dispensary. Can you um, kind of give us a background of how that transition happened in your life? Yeah. Um, so cannabis has always been like prevalent in my life from my, like it was never a secret. We never thought cannabis was bad. I'm born in 1980. So I've seen the war on drugs, the dare and all that. We didn't, that applied to Coke, heroin, methamphetamine. That didn't apply to weed. So growing up, weed was never bad for me. Um, my parents sold weed. I knew that at some point in my life, besides working and having a nine to five, I wanted to sell weed. Um, and at 16, I started, I had my plan laid out. Um, started selling weed to most of the people I worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just grew. Um, I never wanted to be on a corner selling weed because that'll put me in jail. That's advertising. I'm selling weed. Right, this right. is illegal. Right. So <laughs> I, I made it to where, you know, I picked my clients and I was successful at it. Um, fast forward, you know, a lot of different things happened along the way, but I never went to jail. Right. Um, never had no, you know, no bad, no bad shoes. You want me nothing like that. Been robbed a couple of times, but overall my experience in the illegal cannabis space was great, right. but I always approached it as a business. I never looked at it as I'm just selling weed. Okay. Um, I went to a school called Oaksterdam in 2008 when a lot of people laughed at me. It's a weed no, college. Listen, Go I, ahead. I thought it was fake at, at one point and then I saw something I think it was it was a mini documentary or some type of snippet of it and it shows the actual campus the actual like buildings and I was like this, this is a whole university just dealing with marijuana yeah. and I just knew at that yeah. point I was like I want to be in the industry because I want to learn more about this and I want to have my own strain one day because that's even like that's my other ultimate goal. Besides radio, 
I want to have a strain or some form of something within this business. And so, like, that's... Can that's I be honest right. with you? Yes. Can I, can I give, yes. can I give some course. free game? Of course. Of Fuck half. And I'm a cuss. Fuck okay. having your own strain. Okay. Because it's, 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 it's so much that goes into that. Right. That the, by the time you you personally have your own strain, you, we may be talking about 15 years down the line. Mm. So there's another way to get in the game and be affiliated with strains. I was talking about that on my pay on my post earlier, but yeah, no, that, that we can talk about that offline, okay. but don't fuck that. Like there's so much other stuff you can do besides trying to have your own strain. You know what I'm saying? Try to have your own brand. Okay. That's bigger than just having your own strain, have your own brand. Okay. Um, but then yeah, went to Oxygen 2008, graduated from there. Um, worked, started working at cannabis clubs. Oh, fuck, I skipped a big part. So age 19, 1999, I found out about cannabis clubs. I never knew they existed. Um, my granny, rest her soul, had me take her on an errand. We pulled up to a cannabis club in Oakland. Didn't know there was a cannabis club. She came out. I'm like, I thought you wanted to get medicine. What'd you get? It was a white bag. She said, I got weed. I'm like, you got weed out of a store? She said, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, I want one of those. So I was 19 then. Um, from that day forward, within two days, I had my cannabis card. Within a week, I was working at two different cannabis clubs. So I immersed myself in that culture right. because I'm like, shit. If I could sell weed legally, that's the goal. Right. So that's the path I was on. That's why I went to Amsterdam, you know, nine years later. That's why I kept doing what I was doing, but I never saw black owners. Um, gave up on trying to open a club, stopped selling weed in like 2013 and just kind of like, you know, kept doing what I was doing. I work, I detail cars. Like I'm a cert. I can detail your car right now. I have a showroom. Mm -hmm. I've been detailing cars 30 years. So I had other shit I could do besides selling weed, but weed selling was always easy. Right. So fast forward 2017, I get a phone call from my friend, Mike Marshall. He said, Hey, Tucky, um, you ever caught a case for weed in Oakland? I'm like, that's a weird question. But yes, I caught a case in 2004. I got snitched on by one of the guys I was buying weed from. And the way as Faye will have it had when I got caught and when he snitched on me, it was because remember I told you when we first started talking, I never saw weed on a turf. That was never my thing. Right. Right. In between me, getting a job between 2004 and 2005, I had a gap in time and a lot of boredom. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the turf, make a few more dollars while I'm waiting on this job. Right. Um, and I did that. Man, it was so great. Like being on the <laughs> turf. I was like, I'm like, this is what I'm missing. This is what I said. I mean, I've drove through my turf. You know, I'm known on my turf. My granny house been there. No, no question of where I'm from and where I be at. Right. But Everybody knew, don't approach me on the turf for none of my product. That's right. just how I ran my business. So to be out there and just see, you know, how, how, how it got down, like, it was like, oh, my gosh. Had a great year. Right at the end of that year, me being out there, like I said, one of the guys I used to buy weed from told on me. Okay. So when he told on me, you know, I bought my case, took my deal, kept working, you know, whatever, whatever. Cool. Fast forward. Like I said, my boy asked me had I caught a case. I said, yes. He said, yeah, I know two sisters out of Atlanta. They're trying to get a program in Oakland called the Social Equity Program, where they're giving chances for people who caught marijuana cases, uh -huh. chances at ownership within the cannabis space. I'm like, well, shit, that's right <laughs> in my alley. What they right. want from me? <laughs> he like, um, they don't want anything. They just want you to fit the criteria of the equity candidate. They got a little bit of cannabis knowledge on the legal side, and y'all just match up and see where it goes. That was September of 17. Okay. We submitted the application December of 17. The license lottery was January of 18. And on January 31st, 2018, we won a license. One of the four licenses that they had the lottery for, we won one of them in Oakland. Oh. And then, yeah, then from there to November, we opened from January to November, November 18, I opened my store. Okay. 
Okay. So from meeting them in September of 17 to opening November of 18, that's how it happened. That's how it went from illegal to legal. Oh, it, that was immediate. And that's right up your alley. Like literally. Yes, right this is what I've been waiting on. It's, yeah. So what, how, what I've been waiting on. How was that feeling for you and your family at that time? Like, did you know that? So, it, did you know cannabis was like the end all be all situation? Well, I don't, I don't want to call it the end all be all for you because I don't know right, if that right. is. However, right. you know what I mean. Like, how did you know that this is it? This I'm making it. I, I have no other choice right now. For me, even when I say I stopped selling weed, I always still had action at selling weed like it's never going to go away my connections are still there but i always looked at it from a business perspective and the business wasn't fun anymore like getting packs of weed to sell them off it just wasn't fun to me anymore you know what i'm saying traveling around and doing this and doing that it just wasn't fun so it was just like i knew i wanted to sell weed but it had to be different Right. So even in that in that room when we won the license that day, mind you, it's literally a lottery. You pick a bingo ball, you throw it in a chamber, they roll it around. If they pick your ball, you lost. They did that 30, 32 times because it was 36 balls. When it got to the last four balls, those last four balls won. I'm sitting there the whole entire time as they call the numbers out. I know the number I put in. I'm sitting there like, damn, they ain't caught our number yet. <laughs> we ain't going to win. Damn, they ain't caught our number yet. We ain't finna win. We ain't finna win. We ain't finna win. We won. And And I'm here now. You know what I mean? Right. And that was it. So for me, it was a combination of everything I've ever done in my life to lead up to this point. Now, mind you, we hadn't opened yet. But the first thing I said, um, I got to send you the tape. Like, So the the tape of the actual bingo ball lottery is on the city of Oakland's website. The first thing you hear me say when they announce the last ball before they have the four balls, I jump up. I'm on the front row. And I say, praise Yahweh, I got my, my club. The granny who took me to my dispensary my first time, right. that's the teaching she come up under. She says Yahweh, that's her That's her okay. heavenly father. So okay. that, that, that's where that, that all lineage came back. And that first, she's the first person I thought about because when I told her I was going to the dispensary in 99, right. her response to me was, when you open it, I'm going to be right there every single day. You know what I'm saying? So to have all that come full circle, yeah, that was my end all be all, but I knew it was bigger than just me one store in Oakland they got to be more me's everywhere right right so is is this the only store at the moment in Oakland and I'm pretty yes. sure and I know yep. um, right now yeah I've read that or heard that it's you can license it in over 35 states or something like that yes okay. I can yes okay. I can anybody that is ha- yep. legal and have the background and you know certain situation is going so y'all better holler at him y'all better jump on it right yeah, now like, um, we're working I'm I'm trying to do Chicago as we speak. I'm working with a group out there, trying to lock up a location out there now. Uh, we got Oklahoma on the table. Like I can, a lot of shit's happened since I first partnered with my first partner. Okay. And she did some some shady okay. shit. Now okay. she's no longer part of it. Uh-huh. So all other doors have opened. And now <laughs> I'm able to take the brand that I own solely to me and go to other states. So I'm looking oh, forward wow. to it. So they're no longer in the picture. Yeah. They no longer have any portion <clears throat> of what you're doing at this very moment. That's dope. You're getting no money from me. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. I hate that that happened Mm. because of what they did for it to happen, for them being black people, for them to be doing that, for them to be black queens, I thought at the time, and for them to do that to me, 
just based on how I am and who I am as a person. Right. I, you know, it, I hate that it happened like that, but it happened. Everything happens for a reason. For sure. If you people don't believe that, look, look at me. For sure. This all happened because of my grind, my work ethic, all the relationships I done built. Like Miss Hollywood don't know, but I've thrown parties in the Bay Area since my teenage years. Uh-huh. I know every promoter every DJ, they're all friends of mine and like people that I grew up with. So the same radio station I was listening to as a kid, I made it my business as a kid to network. I mean, as a, you know, young adult right, to right, network right, right. with those people I was hearing on the radio. Right, so now those same people, when I opened my location, uh, November of 18, I had nine DJs all from iHeartRadio's KML DJing out my store an hour each for free because they're my homeboys. Right. So like, I've built my, you know, I've planted my feet, not just in the cannabis industry, the music industry, not like from a standpoint of like, you, you gonna know me from selling hella records, but I knew how to move around with them. I, I, I was famous already in my section. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it's carried on to this and now it's opened me up to other people, new friends, meet you through Tef Page. Right. Tef is family. Right. You know what I'm saying? You see me and him dabbing, talking shit, but you <laughs> intrigued enough to be like, well, damn, who is he? Right. And I'm like, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Perfect. I love it. I love it. What's up, my friends? I see y'all. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty much in a, in a, in a, in a, we, we, we're working on a movie right now in a little, uh-oh, you know, or a series, uh-oh, but uh-oh. In, in a nutshell, that's the nutshell. And, <laughs> I think uh, I think why a lot of people like why my story appeals to a lot of people. I know you didn't ask this question, but I just thought of it. I think that this is why it appeals because I look like y'all. You feel me? Y'all don't see it now, but I had dreads down to here, gold teeth, big rims, all like I done did all of that, like all of that you could think of, jet skis, all, and did all of that. I look like y'all come from the same shit. Y'all come from my this my my dispensary is in the same zip code I got arrested in, y'all. The same exact zip code. You understand me? Like I'm really selling weed in the same community I went to jail for selling weed in. Wow. I I couldn't have have planned that. And I couldn't have planned my last name being Blunt. Like my my actual last name from birth is Blunt. Who the new Blunt would have turned into a weed term that it didn't turn... I can't, I can't plan this, y'all. <laughs> Tell her like it is. Talk that shit. Talk that shit. Talk to- <laughs> so, just speaking the truth, I couldn't have planned it. You know what I mean? No, you're absolutely correct. That That is definitely a, a, a story to hear because, like, that, like, that's, that's amazing to even fall, like, even having to go to 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 prison for it and then come out on top like not necessarily laughing in their face but like technically like like, ha 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 you know what i mean i I made it through even though i i had uh, certain things happen in my life that may have you know may have hindered it at one point but now look at me you know i'm making money like (laughs) you want to laugh of course you want to laugh yes okay so 2020 we had covid happen Yes. My previous partner was robbing me blind, and then we had a robbery at the store. When George Floyd got murdered, my store got robbed. I mean, terribly. It was nothing but Negroes. Nothing but Negroes running through my shop, right? So I ended up putting the concert together like two days after to make money to raise for other dispensaries, not mine. But here's the laughing part. So after we get robbed, we on a phone call. All the dispensary owners in Oakland, mind you, I'm the only social equity owner in Oakland, still currently and at the time. Right. So we all on the phone. It's me, the other eight dispensary owners, and some people from OPD, Oakland Police Department, and some people from the, the council's office, the Congress, you know, the city council. Right. So, top of the list, I see the Oakland police officer's name. I know the name. I'm like, damn, I know that name. Huh. 
No, I can't be. Ah, don't, no, tell it's be. don't tell me. So, the cop who's on the call for when all of us getting robbed because we yelling about the police not protecting us, he like, man, we didn't know nothing about it, yada, yada, yada. It's my same arresting officer from 2004. So, we hadn't really been in contact since I got arrested, you know, I worked for Alameda County, so I've seen it. Like, I literally seen the guy who arrested me my first day of work. I got arrested on a Thursday. My first day of work, Monday, at Alameda County. I saw my arresting officer that day. I'm like, I told you I worked for the county. He laughed. We whatever. But I hadn't seen him. My first interaction with him in 15, 16 years was on that phone call. And when I get to introduce myself, I say, hey, you know, Tucky Blunt, owner Blunt more. And as fate will have it. The uh, captain of the Oakland Police Department is my arresting officer, which allowed me to qualify for this program, which has me even on the phone call with y'all. Come on, man. I can't make this shit up, y'all. What? I can't make this shit up. (laughs) So it's like, I don't know. Are you serious? Are you serious? Randy Wingate. I've showed my paperwork before. Randy Wingate and um, what is the other name? Ursie Joyner. Were my arrested officers. Ursie Joyner is a part partner of a cannabis club right now, part owner of a cannabis club right now. One of my arresting officers. Oh, yeah, like. <laughs> my gosh. That's amazing. Shout out. Listen, Crazy. shout out to your story. You definitely, when that documentary hit Netflix, Roku, or whatever it is, because we, we don't have too many cannabis documentaries, especially right. like from. From the grower aspect, from the business aspect, from like, I'm pretty sh- from the chef aspect. Like, it's so many underlying things that go into cannabis. Like, people don't really. It's a business. Yeah. It's people- a business. People are so clouded yeah. with plant touching and growing and stuff. Yes. Fuck all of this. It's yes. so, if, if, think about this as a business. Every business on the planet. Yes has the same needs that the cannabis business needs. Why are y'all just focused on two parts of it? Right. The two hardest parts to make money off of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So speaking of that, like what can you tell people that are trying to get in this industry? Like what is the like the top, I guess three or the main focuses that you need to focus on while um trying to get into this cannabis industry? Yeah, even three. I can do it with two words. Oh, Education and funding. Educate yourself. People, yeah. like, quit. There's no, I don't know, no job, even from podcasts. And I'm pretty sure, pause, we're going to talk about you. Yes. I'm pretty sure with your research of being a podcast host, dealing with music, dealing with media, dealing with celebrities, you did some research, right? Yes. You educated yourself on how to speak, how yes. to do interviews, how to send emails, follow up emails. You've educated yourself on your craft Look to know what you're doing. For some reason... They're not doing that for the cannabis space. They're just coming in saying, hey, teach me how to do it. No, educate yeah. yourself and then have the funding. Like, Because once you educate yourself, you'll realize the funding you think you have or you think you're going to make ain't enough. So you're going to have to find another what we call ancillary job, another uh, English word that just is put out there just to confuse you. Other things you can do, a.k.a. ancillary. There's other things you can do in the cannabis space besides growing and selling. So my advice to those that want to get in uh-huh. is educate yourself. And know that you're going to need funding. Those are the two things you need for cannabis. <laughs> period. You, uh, it, it, it seems simple. Yeah. It seems a little like I'm irritated. But yes, because it's like, you should see my DMs. Hey, man, I'm looking to get in the space. Can you tell me what to do? Fuck no. I don't know. I don't know what you're good at. Like, I how can I tell you how to be? No. No. And then it's only us. 
It's only us hitting me with that shit. Ain't no white guy coming in saying, you know what I'm saying? Not that they will, but I, ain't no white guy going to their white people saying, hey, guy, tell me everything you know. Right. I don't want to do any work. Right. Nah, man. No. <laughs> See, I work for it. Just like, like, even if you have some type of work behind it, at least try and like put forth the effort to do that first. Don't come off and be like, oh, well, tomorrow I want to start a business. So I don't know where to go. So I'm going to call my home. These are people that are literally working at Kinko's yesterday decide today I'm going to be in the cannabis business. Now I get it. Right. It's something to jump into. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that because there, there got to be, it's only less than 1% of us as owners in the space. They saying two, but that's a lie. It's less than 1% of us, black people, people of color right. that own the space. So we need more, but we need more that are educated of course. in how to move in the space. Cause if you come in uneducated, you're out. You don't get a second or third chance. Mm. That's that's all. That's that's the only reason I'm saying it. If you could come in and fuck up once and keep going, everybody would be in this space. Facts. You can't do it. You have to educate yourself on how to move, how to partner, how to reoperate an agreement. Something I had to learn. Right. I still don't know everything, y'all. But I tell you what I do know. You got to educate yourself. Right. So. And if you don't know it, like you have other people that you physically have on your team that actually do you know what i mean that's who that's either what who you pay for or who is willing to come and be like okay well i'm gonna be a part of your team because i have this part of the 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 asset you need right now and you realize that and i realize that and so let's work together and not me just doing all the work and not you just doing all the work if that makes sense it's it's a partner can't be lazy Hell no. Can't be lazy. Like, no. If I wanted Can't more than you, then there's definitely a problem. And um, and then don't don't get mad when I'm making more of the percentage. You're not giving 50 50 of this situation. You <laughs> yo, that's key. Now, if the operating agreement is written to where they get 50 50 no matter what, and you don't have your different quarters in, ah. it's over. So that's ah. it, that's in the education to you can make your operating agreement literally as detailed as you want it yep. down and to it, the, everything yep. everything it can be basic it don't have to be nine pages yep. your operating agreement can be two paragraphs yep. if you fuck me I will kill you whatever you choose to put in there you, know yes. you can put it however you want it and then it's cool because as soon as you sign it yeah. it takes either court death yep. or severe you know threat of going to court to separate and you don't need that right you don't need that <laughs> so how important yeah. is paperwork so obviously it's it's very important extremely paramount, important. Like, <laughs> paramount. <laughs> and, paramount. And start off with finding out if your um if your brand is even trademarked first of all like a lot of people don't even realize yeah, like, that, a like a lot it <laughs> No research, no education. And we're laughing, but it's really frustrating, y'all. Listen. No, and I I laugh too because it's just like, fuck. I get it. I definitely get it because like you said before, as a podcast host, trying to research somebody and and not even having anything to research, it gets frustrating. Like your website doesn't work. Like first start off with that. Like if you're going to be on the podcast... Know what an EPK is. No, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, do your research on that. Like, I don't want to have to go 
and click all these links and not go and not have anything to research. So that just that's a whole nother ball game when it comes. It's just it's I feel like that's equivalent to a lot of things. But um, yeah. <laughs> being that and also let's get to like the entertainment side. When did uh-huh. that transition happen? Like when when was your first like um, I don't want to say celebrity because celebrity the word celebrity is is like uh, to me. Like when was your you. first encounter with that side of the the industry? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm from East Oakland. My parents from East Oakland. They grew up under game. They got friends around them. So I'm like, I'm shit. My earliest remembrance of just being around game like that. Um, it's a guy out of RC named Hub uh, Hub Upshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck with him pretty tough. And then everyone knows Too Short. Too Short had a guy that uh, used to do music for him named Pee Wee. <laughs> Look, so he had a guy with him named Pee Wee that used to do music and shit. Pee Wee and my mom was good friends. So I've been around like celebrities. To be legit is one of my closest partners since I was like 10, 12 years old. Like, I don't see celebrities as celebrities. A lot right. of these people that are celebrities right. are my homeboys. Right. You know what I'm saying? So my first interactions, I mean, shit. 10, 11, like I was around, you know, going to picnics with celebrities like Richie Rich and all them. I grew, I used to live down the street from Richie Rich. You know what I'm saying? Like I could walk to his mom's house. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just people that I, that, no offense to nobody, but people that other people may call celebrities are really my partners. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was the entertainment for me, was it, it went hand in hand because most of the entertainers right. smoke well, we, weed. Exactly. So it was like, exactly. You got to be in them circles. You know what I'm saying? I knew who exactly. to put myself around. Because I educated myself. I've always wanted to do this as a business. So I knew at an early age how I wanted to move. And I just kept with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I can't right. expect everybody to do that. But I knew what works for me. Right. Selling weed to my partners that's in the game that do these shows, that do this music. All right, well, shit, I'm doing music now. Let me throw a show and you come perform at the show. All right, cool. We Now right. we network. Now I'm at this club. You're going to bring me to that club. You're connect me to your friends. My black book is ridiculous, sis. Of like course. the people I can pick up and call before this space, the legal side. But now the people I picked up since this legal side, like to be able Man. to pick up my phone and fucking call Neo and be like, "What's up, bro? Will you come to town?" Or him call me and be like, "Hey, bro, can you come?" Like, huh? No, no. It's different. So it's different. <laughs> get all in, man. I done damn near fanned out a couple of people. I done damn near fanned out on a few. I had to be yes. cool. Like, tell us about be it. Please be tell, tell us. Be tell tell uh, us. I think my first, <laughs> I think my first real, real, real almost fan out, but I don't even think they knew. Oh, is this exclusive, uh, exclusive access? Uh oh. This I don't even, I don't even think that they knew I fanned out. So. Steven Jackson, App Arms, Neo recently. Um, I told him, no, I told him I found out a little bit. Because um, I, I, had, I had a good friend of mine that was named Schaefer. And we both used to dance together and rap together. Okay. So when Neo came out, I'm like, man, it's a nigga named Schaefer that dance and sing. All right, I like him. I'm a fan of yours. So I've been a fan of his forever. But yeah, when I first got with Shaq, Matt, and Al Harrington, I kind of, I kind of found out when I first got on the phone with Al, but he didn't know because he couldn't see me. But these are people that 
I'm a warrior fan. So these are warriors. Okay. So I'm not even looking at it from the cannabis space. I'm looking like, man, I'm on the phone with Al Harrington. We the same age. We have less than a month apart. But to me, they're still like, they were celebrities. These are right. NBA players. So Al, I didn't tell him I fanned out. But when I went to Stephen Jackson, well, Matt Barnes got a house in, 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 in a town somewhere. Mm-hmm. Town, Berkeley, mm-hmm. Hayward, wherever. <laughs> and Stack is always there. So whenever we go link up, we pull up to that house. It's cool. Okay. I pull up to go meet Stack, Stephen Jackson, and he's not there. I'm not tripping. You know, I know how that be. They be late or whatever. I waited damn near 45 minutes. Like, where the fuck this nigga at, man? He get there. He coming from getting an MRI on his knee. Okay. So when he get there, he like, oh, Tuck, you been sitting here waiting all that time? I'm like, yeah, I didn't know. He's like, man, the key right here. <laughs> Fanned out to myself right there. Like, man, it's a whole ass. I can come <laughs> in your house. Come the key. Like, right. Yeah, I, I made it. I made it. I'm here. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, this my this my partner. You feel me? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I stand out a little bit. I stand out a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Shout out to Stack. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Al. And, and then... We really fuck with each other in real life. Like them is really my brothers. Like real talk. We right. in the three years I've known them. Um, you know, in the three years, we come from. You know, I'm pretty sure you had that in your life too, where we be like, oh, we don't want to meet outsiders, or we stick with right. our core group. A lot right. of your core group be dickwads at the LA and haters and oh. be on some bullshit. You don't find out till later. Yeah, I've come across some genuine yeah. fucking excuse my language, but some genuine fucking souls yeah. since I've been on this side. I'm talking about people I can bring around my kids, mm-hmm. people I want to be around for life, mm-hmm. and people that feel the same way like that about me and my family. And I don't know cap shit. And I don't know we doing this to like, I'm nobody. Like I'm absolutely nobody when it comes to anything. I mean, I'm somebody to somebody, but to the people I've been in the rooms with, to the people I'm in the rooms with, these are millionaires and who, who are known. But them to feel like that about me. Right. Also. Yeah. No, I, I take that. I like these relationships okay. I'm building. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's everything as well. And people need to also realize that don't take your relationships or friendships um, with heed because who knows when you would need them and and or you know when when you just need that conversation because celebrities are just humans with a different tax bracket that's it that's it <laughs> and that's how that's why they love how pro like y'all are celebrities but y'all still human like right. we talk about kids yep. work sex issues like we talk like break like they're still humans. Like, yeah. they're not regular people. They're humans. Yeah. They just happen to have a status and an income that puts them in a separate bracket. Right. But they're still humans. You, right. Like, like I, I, uh, I, I don't know, it. man. I get it. I want to know, we're here. We're here. Not everybody can get it. So when you find those few that can get it, stick with those people because, you know, they will, they will lead you to the right direction. <laughs> what? And, and tell us what that is. You're actually... Uh, uh, taking part in right now if you don't mind isn't that the gravity oh, the gravity okay, yes. go, go ahead go ahead go ahead tell us so about this it. is a stunning glass mm-hmm. shout out to my people that stunning glass i got all the um decals covered right now excuse me i'm dying a little bit um <laughs> but um this one is my first piece from theirs exceptional piece you can do dab with it add on a gpn do a dab you can put flour in here and you can do hookah. Um, they go for five ninety nine. Okay. Plus tax, plus shipping on their website. But if you get them through me, it's six hundred out the door, and I give you like a hundred fifty in goodies. But you got to be in Oakland. 
Sorry. Oh, um, bro. Yeah, sorry, sorry. See, you you just went, you just gave us all of that, and then you just hit us with a ah, but a ah. Because I mean, y'all can get them from them, and then you know, spend the six fifty, thirty to ship, like spend the six eighty and have one. But I want you to come to Oakland and get it. So okay, that's my I little you know. It. I definitely get it. I understand. You know, I understand because you, know. you know when you come to the actual place, there's other things that could you know happen as far as like. Outside of like smoking reefers all day, you had probably edibles. Um, it's a it's a plethora of things that you guys probably have that I, I um yeah come come partake come partake. <laughs> you guys oh, so real quick, go ahead, go ahead, real quick. Shout out to this legend right here. This is Cookie Monster, four one five, my boy Delvin Kelly. So the emblems are covered up with his picture and my picture because we literally. We both got these. Well, he dab all the time. Mm-hmm. But we did this daily to the day before we passed. Mm-hmm. Legend in the cannabis space. Straight from San Francisco. If you don't know who Cookie Monster 415 is, you're tripping. So rest in peace, Big Bear. All right, continue. <laughs> well, he's always with you. Aww. Oh, yeah. That's oh, so yeah. That oh, is, yeah. That's so dope. Um, So when did you... um? After after opening your um, initial uh, dispensary, how did that go, and where are you going with it now? Man, so when we first opened 2018, we only had one month of income because end of the year. Okay, that month was great. We had a good grand opening. Like I said, all the DJs came. We had food trucks. It was exceptional. No real media coverage, which was weird. I couldn't understand that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Then 20 uh, 2019. Man, great year 2019. We did roughly around, I think, 5 million, somewhere around there. Um, good numbers. We had the Raiders across the street because where I'm at, I'm located directly across the street from where the A's play baseball. So we had the Warriors, the A's, and the Raiders all right there. It was, it was great. <laughs> now, two of those teams are gone. Okay. Ridiculous. But um, 2019 was great. 2020 was rough. Um, wasn't rough because of COVID. Mm. COVID had its own place, but it was rough because my previous partner was robbing us blind to go open her a shop somewhere else. And then all the stuff that she let fall unpaid Mm -hmm. ended up coming back on me to where we had to end up closing us. Oh, don't forget the robbery that happened. Right. Also, while we were robbed, we didn't have insurance because she let the policy lapse. So this was something else about our agreement. Our agreement was for me to be the field nigga, not no bad way. I wanted to be in the field, building a brand, yada, yada, yada. But that was my position with the company. And when I would try to do the learning aspect with her, I was never allowed to. It was always a reason she wasn't available. I couldn't do this. But it was all because, hey, baby, my daughter just came here. It was all because of what they were planning on doing and not telling me. Right. And totally off. But if they would have just told me what they wanted to do, I probably would have been like, okay, do what you do. Pay me for this. And we could have talked about it. Right. But the way they went sneakily around doing it and took all the staff that they hired and moved them out to the state where they opened the other dispensary. And yeah, oh yeah, it was, it was janky. So all that's going on 2020. The robbery. Franchised it. Right. The thing was, they didn't want it to be anything to have to do with me or blunt. They wanted their own thing. Okay. Again, why you couldn't just tell me that? Right. Why? Run blunt, why run blunts and more into the ground so bad to the point that you want to take your name off of it 
just to be spiteful of me. Like, why would you do that? Like, mm. why force me to bankrupt a brand that let's keep it a band? I built people know of Blunts and More because of me. Right. Not no disrespect my manner to my staff or nothing like that. Love my staff, love my team, love everybody, all my vendors. This is not nothing to do with that. But you know, Blunts and More, 99% of y'all, because of me running around nationwide, touring, doing interviews, talking to people, getting in, doing interviews because we need to know that we are in this space. Right. So for her to want to do that was just like, wow. So that's 2020. Right. Oh, End of 2020, we close. We find out, you know, I find out how, how bad she robbing us blind. You know, I get left with about 2.5 in debt. Now I got to try to find a partner. Who want to partner with somebody with 2.5 in debt? Luckily, my partner who I have now already was in bed with me anyway because that was my landlord. You know what I'm saying? They were my first lender. The first person invest gave me money, but let me borrow money for my business. So it was able to work a deal to where now, like I told you, I own 100% of my shit and I'm still 50% partners with them on the profits or whatever. But right. the store itself, my license is in my name now. I didn't have that benefit at first because of how my operating agreement was written because I was undereducated when I came into the situation with them. Mm, you understand what I'm saying? Right. So it worked out and it goes back to education. I don't give a fuck. Like all that shit I went through, I went through because I was supposed to go through it. I got to own up my fault. I didn't do enough research on them to know that they were shady, to know that the people that they hired were shady, to know that they were the whole from jump was a scam. But it was meant for me to go through that, to get me where I am now, right. for me to learn that lesson, for me to grow from that lesson. And right. the, still, the only reason I'm still open and was able to reopen March 26, 2021, is because people still fuck with me. Mm. They still fuck with me. Right. They still fuck with the brand. They, they, a couple of them didn't realize. They thought I had something to do with it. I had to prove myself like, dude, I don't, I've never even heard of you before. How would I know that she got $60,000 worth of product from y'all and never paid y'all? I don't do, that's not my part of the business. Right. I look at P&Ls. They was manipulating P&Ls. You understand what I'm saying? So it was just, it was a whole sham job. It happened. Lesson learned. Now we move forward. My operating agreement right now is so to the T that it's, it's easy. It's no need to go to court because if you're not doing A, B, and C, it's already right here what the A, B, and C outcomes are. So just, I'm happy to be back open. <laughs> we are, right. we are, we are thriving again. Yeah. Um, doing great. Numbers are great. Yeah. Um, love you too, Lolo. Um, numbers are great. Even though we don't have the Raiders, we don't have the Warriors. We still are thriving. Um, I'm still supplying my community with good product. Um, we still got, so I bring food trucks to the, to the job all the time. Right. Um, um, and I don't charge them a dime when they come. Right. So mm -hmm. they come, they cook all their food, they sell all their food. All I ask is they give my staff some lunch and wow. while they're there, they get the employee discount in the store. I had no one turn it down. Like that's the kind of stuff I do. Cause mm -hmm. I got the space to do it. I got the, you know, it's the community. Like the store means something to me that it didn't mean to her. She right. wasn't from Oakland and, Furthermore, she didn't really care about the cannabis space like I do. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So it was meant for her not to be my partner alone. And I, I applaud that. Praise y'all whether it happened, how it happened. Thank you. Because now I'm here now and it's just me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm 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 taking it all in, sis. It's different. I didn't sign up to be the face of, of what's what, of but I'm not turning it down. I'm working on, like I said, movie. I don't think we're going to do series. Me and Doughboy have been talking. Doughboy is going to be my producer. Doughboy oh, from uh, All Death. Shit, so I'm thinking we're going to do, yeah, I'm thinking we're going to do series, but I got cartoon yeah. coming. Matter of fact, when I get off with you, I actually have to talk to the people I drew this cartoon for. I drew this cartoon as a fan oh, yeah. of a show 
And now they're finna put me on the show. Like, that's working, y'all. That's grinding. Like, I literally reached out to these people as a fan six months ago and said, hey, I love your show. I see Tiffany Haddish in it, Woody Harrelson in it. I love it. You know, I, I, if y'all ever want me to shoot anything, or, I mean, if y'all ever want to promote anything, I'm going to shoot y'all, you know, shout y'all out, whatever. I didn't ask them for nothing. I just said, hey, if y'all allow me to, I will. After a couple of weeks, the head of marketing hit me. Like, yeah, you know, I know you. I've heard about you. I know you don't know about your store shit, yada, yada, yada. Let's work. I say, okay, cool. Two weeks later, I say, hey, do y'all mind if I get myself drawn as a cartoon character like y'all? They're like, sure. I get it drawn. They love it so much, they reach out to my guy, Frazier, to draw for them. They just reached out to me today. Thank you. We get off here today. My next call, my next call is with them. They're trying to get me on season two. Congratulations. Exclusive access yeah. to exclusivity. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yeah. So I'm working. Work, 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 work. See, see these, yeah, these folks, they, they don't know who they playing with. They don't know. They must not know. <laughs> I'm it's, here. It's meant like, for you to do this, bro. It's about that yeah. time. Now, you see, look at you. Now you're going to be in an animated series. Like you, do you see that your face in animated, in animated form, your face in anim- everywhere. That's amazing. That is a blessing. And so, yeah, you definitely need this, this either docu series or whatever it is, so Something. people, so yeah. people can see the behind the scenes you because it gives them a little bit more intake of of what you do on a day to day basis. Because I'm sure it's not easy. I'm sure it's no, not easy. Even no. even being like a a business, I'm pretty sure it's. Yeah, it's definitely not easy because you have to deal no. with so much. I'm, I'm sure it's harder now. Like my other businesses were just me. When I detail cars, it was just me, so I only had to answer to me right. or my wife who's coming right. upstairs. But <laughs> that's that's like other than that, I didn't have to answer to nobody. I have to answer to people. You know, so I have people that I employ that need health benefits, right. so I have to make sure I have enough money to be able to allow them to have health benefits. You know what I mean? Like, right. thank you, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, it's, it's definitely harder now, but it's not work because I enjoy doing it. And this is what I asked for. I asked to be, to run a cannabis business. Now I own one. So. Right. I do have one last question with that. And then we're going to move on to top five. Um, yep. Where do you, where would you be if you weren't in the cannabis industry? What would Say you, you broke up. You said, what would I be doing if I wasn't in the cannabis industry? Yes. Yes. Detailing cars mm. and uh, selling clothes. I still be proud Papa's clothing, um, and I still be detailing cars. Okay. At the time when I got the call about um, when Mike Marshall called me about opening the dispensary, mm-hmm. Tesla had just fired me for no apparent reason. But I was the first ever certified master auto detail trainer in Tesla's history. They found me on LinkedIn, so I'd have still been detailing cars. Oh, what you? Wow. I'm raw. Like I'm I'm raw <laughs> with detailing cars. Like. <laughs> You bet yeah, money. You put good. you put money on that shit. Who who you gonna head to head with? If who <laughs> who would you I mean, head to head with? So we talking about auto detailing in my era. Yeah. Um, it's a guy in my area called Roll Runner. My daddy, of course, because my daddy was Ross Buck Roll Runner. Um, there's a couple people that I could shout out, but it ain't like a best or best for me. But I know they know my craft. Right. Like if you're in the Bay Area. You know Proud Papa Detailing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was one of the most sought after detailers for, like, 10 years. Like, I was turning down clients. So, yeah, no, nah, like, I'm, I'm, and that's another reason. I'm not just known just because of 
Chucky the owner right, of Bunch right. and more. Like right. I got a whole nother following for like five different other things. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, no, it's just it's and I'm glad I've done all those things. I've never wanted to be a nine to five person. I hate yeah. working for somebody. But working for someone teaches you things that you can use for your businesses. Absolutely. So every job I've ever taken help me. I type 90 some words a minute right now to this day. Currently, I can train you how to do anything on Microsoft right now. I'm certified to do everything. Microsoft from PowerPoint <laughs> on down 96 words per minute. Are you? Yeah. I probably had like three to four errors. Yeah. I'm at 56, but still that's, yeah, I've been, that's all school. Oh, and that's good. <laughs> that is good. That is good. That is good. That is good. But yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm a street smart nerd. Like I'm, right. I'm a, I'm as street as you gonna you get, but it's also as often as you gonna get. You do technically. You ex- ex- I try. I try. No, I try. Ain't, ain't no trying, bro. Like what the fuck? Like you're so <laughs> modest. Like what do you mean? You you excel, <laughs> goddamn, at everything you fucking do. Shit. Hey, hey, I know a little bit about a lot. I know a little bit about a lot. You know, <laughs> like pop your collar, pop your collar on the moles. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I love your modesty. (laughs) But let's move to um, top five, uh, which is the five questions and five answers in which I cater to all of my guests. Um, So let's go. Top five strains or is it strains or strands? Which one? I just say flavors. Okay. I just say flavors. So top five Mm -hmm. for me, no order. No order. Purple Kush. Um, but when you add on a purple cushion, you have to have a 1A and a 1B, granddaddy purple and hardball purple. So granddaddy, that's all in one. Purple, um, a good, real good OG Kush. Okay. Um, yeah, real good OG Kush. Um, I like some stuff called Skunk Train. It has nothing to do with train wreck, but it's a classic strain. Skunk is involved. <laughs> If you know anything about skunk, skunk is the base origin of most weeds. Mm. Skunk train is fire. Um, cherry pie is up there. And the original cookies. I can't I can't front the original cookies, even though it was a pain in the ass to grow, pain in the ass to trim. Them little nuggets were expensive. Oh man. So yeah, cookies, purple. Cherry pie, OG skunk train. Okay. Mm. Yep. Yep. Youngsters ain't gonna know half of them strains. <laughs> young, youngsters ain't gonna know half of them strains. They ain't gonna know what, what is he talking about? Yeah, what? What? What is that? <laughs> what? What is? What, he's smoking boo boo. Not at all. <laughs> That's that good shit. Okay, so top five entertainers you smoked with. Ooh. Okay. Be legit. Okay. Um, that I've smoked with entertainers top five. Ooh, this is a sticky one. <laughs> um, I'll say Carlos Miller, oh. even though I didn't get to smoke with him because he smoked it all. <laughs> Um, yeah, he didn't, he didn't share. Y'all watch the interview. He didn't share. He didn't share. Um, let's see. Scarface, but Scarface wasn't smoking at the time. 
he was just partaking in the smell. He was strictly okay. focused on CBD at the time. This is right before he announced his uh, kidney issues. So he wasn't smoking. Okay. But he allowed me to smoke with him. And, you know, he was like, dude, I wish I was smoking. So he didn't smoke with me, but Scarface for sure. That's another person I found out about that didn't know. Hi, Face. How you doing, Rad? <laughs> I was just talking to him the other day. Um, so that's three. Uh, fuck. Hmm. Oh, although I can't say one of them. I can't say one of them. So I'm gonna stop at I'm gonna stop at okay. three because two of them I can't mention. Okay. They still play right now. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. No, no. I can't be no a snitch. Nope. Nope. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I can't don't be a that, snitch. Do <laughs> okay. I so. like the Jeopardy. That was tight. It made me think. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> And then I started humming it in my head. Shit. <laughs> okay, so top five products you sell. Simply Green. Um, anything by Grizzly Peak. <laughs> um, anything social equity. That's branded social equity. Simply Green again. <laughs> and then Viola. Viola. Ooh, I, be hear, I hear a lot about that. That's my guy. That's Al Harrington's brand. Okay. I just because it normally mm-hmm. f- comes across my timeline sometimes. I'd be like, "Yep, hmm, I need to get, get good brand." Out. Shout out to Al and Viola. Shout out. Um. Okay. So, um, top five interviews you've done because I've known you did um sway and mm. more things. Mm-hmm, top, mm-hmm. top five. Let's let's get into that one. Top five. And this is no disrespect to anybody because I appreciate everybody sharing their platform with me. They know I say that. Of course. But if I had to rank a top five. Sway by far number one just because of who he is to my era, to my community, to my city. Um Karen Hunter was dope as fuck. That was super dope. Um Carlos. Carlos is actually up there with Sway. Like Carlos is really, really up there with Sway. That that interview was to be on eighty five <laughs> South was yeah. bananas. Hell yeah. Um Montel Williams. And then uh, Ricky wait, Williams, the wait, former football player. Wait. Yes. So, oh, oh, I forgot. So Montel, Montel's fan out was recorded. It's on, on on our on our interview. I fanned out on Montel. And I had already met him before at my store. But when he came to the store, he just came as Montel sharing his brand. For him to interview me, somebody who I watched as a kid, like, oh, uh, yeah, 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 what? that was... Oh my god, I would have found out yeah. too. I would have found out too at that yeah. moment. See, yeah. see, with me, when I fan out, like, what is your fan out like situation? Like, how do you fan out? Is it a a a, a modest like, oh my god, type situation? Or it's very it- quietly. They have no clue. <laughs> no clue at all. Cause mine, um, I say something that like a stupid line or a stupid song or something. Like when I met Mike Epps, I was like, Craig and Day Day. I said, you know what? Listen to me. Yeah, see, no. (laughs) See, I don't do none of that because I assume that they don't want to hear that shit. Just like I don't want to hear about weed every time somebody run up on me. So I just, I don't, I don't even, I, everyone that I fanned out on, they've had no clue because I'm, it's all internal okay. you know what I mean okay, it's all internal and then number five is like I said Ricky Williams the ex-football player uh-huh. that interview was so dope I can't wait till it dropped it was very intellectual okay. um, he's a very very intellectual into the spirit into the science type person yeah. he told me some shit I didn't even know about me mm-hmm. but I was able to see it 
You know what I'm saying? So, Greg, I call you right back. I'm still on the thing. Look how she <laughs> be. That was the call. I told the call I told y'all I was gonna get. Uh huh. For the cartoon, uh-huh. that was them. Oh, okay. My bad. Let's get we we. No, 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 oh. no, no. You you are good. We ain't on our hour yet. You good. You good, Greg. Okay. I'll be there in one second, big dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had another one. Oh no, that's yeah. That was the last one. The top five. My top um, five. Yes. All right, cool. I think and I did good. You did good. You did good. Um. So now I have a segment called. Exclusive access where you give out something exclusive that you haven't given out to anyone else any media any of your friends anything that you can release to the public right now on my show can you do that if not we can go ahead and go to the shout outs and wind down and so on and so forth can you do that um do you have something for us so I said it but that live isn't published so that's exclusive right yes technically Technically. okay the first person i asked to be on my podcast not in like not to be the first person on there but the first person i asked and accepted mm-hmm. was neo <gasps> exclusive access oh look at you <laughs> i got like a lot of sound bites going on over here shout out to you him and crystal him and Chris. Oh, see, see, G, see, see, G at the bottom. Uh-huh. See at the bottom, we'll say G, G. That's who just called me. So, G, I'm coming. I promise. Oh, we, we went a little I'm over. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's so good. You know, when, when things get organic, Look. you know, when conversations are organic, sometimes you got to go over and you got to like speak your piece before it's too late. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Um, but you can give your no, you good. You can give your shout outs, your social media, where people can find you, and then I do have a last but not least question of the day and that's then, fine no you gonna, good we're gonna you get good. up out of here so yeah give your shout you out good. Um, media um so on and so forth the store is at blunts and more b-l-u-n-t-s-a-n-d-m-o-o-r-e same name on twitter um facebook same thing for me i'm on facebook but don't add me it's for family um on instagram at tucky blunt um blunt tucky on twitter uh, Tucky Blunt A Zero on um, Clubhouse. If you do the Clubhouse, yes. um, I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great resource. Um, yeah, bluntsandmore.com is the web page, and then just shout out again to uh, all social. I mean, all podcast media outlets that want to share that platform with us. We appreciate it. Uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. Well, um, last shout out I- to Stunned Glass. Oh you know. yes. Yes, I have to. I have to invest. I definitely have to invest in one of those. It's an investment, and it's and, and, and it will save you on small. You like flour? You prefer flour? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'll let you get to your last one. This using this flour in the morning saves me to the point I don't have to smoke. It saves me like maybe three blunts a day. Oh. Okay. Yes. I. I used I, to have I, a MySpace too, Greg. I did have a MySpace <laughs> too. It was under Cookie Man. <laughs> Don't forget to give him your MySpace. Black Planet. We're going to go all the way back to Black Planet. I had that too. <laughs> I had College Club too. What you mean? What you mean? Shit. <laughs> oh, we had movie. Welcome to Movie Phone. You remember Movie Phone? <laughs> all of them. Yes. Party Line, everything. <laughs> we Crazy. Not to do that. Okay, so last but not least is question of the day. Um, what bothers what bothers you about the industry and what will be your solution to helping fix it? 
two things. One is the lack of like the laziness, like people will not willing to do the education that they need to do. Um, two is not having us in these rooms that are helping craft these laws for a business that we know about that y'all don't know about. What I'm doing to help correct it is get in these fucking rooms, period. Um, I've talked to two Congress people, um, talked to Barbara Lee's office. I've talked to Mia Bonta's office already. Um, I've been in contact with, um, shit. Matter of fact, Greg's putting me in contact with Gavin Newsom's office. So like, it's just getting in the rooms. That's how we fix it. Getting us in the rooms, not just me, but getting us in the room, getting people who's from the space to help craft the laws for the space. So that way we can educate each other so we can all move correctly and get more than 1% worth of space, you know, ownership in this space. Pretty simple. And can you, do you also help people with um, medical marijuana, like getting their license and stuff like that? Are you capable of doing that? Yeah, I mean, most of it you can do on your own. You just have to know for your area what you need to do. Yeah, most, all of that stuff is on it's internet. Like, right. the laziness bothers me so much because everything is at your fingertips. Like, you can literally Google everything you just asked me. Not This is not to you, I'm saying. You can literally Google, how do I get my medical license in such and such state? And it'll pop up all kind of resources. Right. People aren't even willing to do that. But want to make money in this industry? Yeah, no, good luck with that. Good luck with that. For sure. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all heard it here first. And I really appreciate you. And uh, congratulations on all of your success this far. And all of the stuff that I know you have coming up. Because I'm going to speak that into fruition for you. And I manifest a lot of things. Thank you. And you know what I mean? Thank so uh, we can talk offline for further uh, education, so to speak. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and don't forget to follow me in my SS Hollywood 313 and, of course, the podcast. So, Hollywood, the podcast. Um, and I know you said you do music as well. We didn't get into that. However, we will um, on our next interview when you say you opened your fifth store um, in like two months. So I see that happening. It, you know, I'm just giving it that. It is what it is. You might even have hey. it in Virginia. You know, we're. You know, oh, I'm working on that too. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's come up. Oh. It's come up. I have a business partner that, that that's in D.C. Well, look at God. Okay, won't he do it? Um, but yes, you can go to www.allofhollywood.biz. Um, if you have anything else to leave them with, go ahead. And I want to show you something. I do want to show you this. This is what I made. Yep. This is- oh, that's tight. This is um a rolling tray. Well, it will soon to be a rolling tray. It hasn't gotten the epoxy on it yet. However, I you know this is what I that's made, tight. and that's the type of thing nice. that I also make. And just in case you know, if you're ever interested in in um doing anything like that, that's an I'm ancillary. Doing... That's an ancillary job. Mm. There. You're here first, baby. But yeah, we're about to get up out of here, and I appreciate you. This is episode Likewise. 64. Um, you can come back anytime and share your progress because I know it's gonna be a lot soon. So peace up, A Town Down. Holla, holla, holla. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Is it me or is it Let's go and bump it a little bit. Let's celebrate like it's gonna end in a little bit. Hit the bottom a little.
To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and M I S S Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgame.com.